If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mass Mayhem from the Geekcast Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, THU and Mike, and joining me is Tune Master Tim. Hey there, Mike and listeners. Glad to be with you. Yes. So we've had four, well, yeah, we've had four straight releases uh, since the two-year hiatus. We yet to have any new iTunes reviews. Um, I do have a surprise for the listeners that we have chatted with. I have chatted with Optimus Solo and he will be coming back for episode 30 of Mass Mayhem, which is the finale episode, mm-hmm. because he has all the math. And even though I'm making records of our scores as we go through, I'm not adding them up. I'm not multiplying them. I'm not <laughs> doing any math at all. So he has all the math. Um, yeah, he's good at that. We know that. Yep, he, he's yep. proven his skill time and time again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots been going on, uh, last couple of weeks, uh, GCR and Wars came back with episode 12 and 13, episode 12 was something new and different we hadn't done before yet, we did, uh, I, I wasn't a part of this cause wasn't really that into the topic, but, uh, Kevin, uh, Optimus Solo, Movie Revolt Dan, uh, Fridley Scent, and Nate from, uh, Weekend at the Movies, uh, formerly MWire Weekly, um, they uh, did Pirates vs. Ninjas. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Uh, now, now that's just, is it just basically the genre, or is it taking a look at specific it, movies? Like Pirates of the Caribbean versus um, Ninja Turtles or I something? I would have to look at the post, honestly. I don't really remember off the top of my head. Um, 
If anyone's listening to this, you can actually go over to the geekcastradio.com website, which is obviously geekcastradio.com. Uh, basically, they compared um, the traditional uniforms, the traditional weapons, who has the better traditional symbol. So it's basically like what we did with Flintstones and Jetsons or Thundercats and, and Silverhawks, except it's overall pirates and ninjas. Okay. It's not... They use, um, I mean, they they compare cartoons that are based on each of the, each of the franchises. Like you know, for ninja cartoons, you got Afro Samurai, uh, Samurai Jack, Turtles. Uh, for pirates, you've got um, Black Lagoon, Tailspin, Pirates of Dark Waters. So they compare and contrast a lot of the stuff. It it was a pretty good listen actually. Um, so that's what's going on there. Lots of stuff. Still celebrating the five-year anniversary of the Geekcast Radio Network uh, here in Mass Mayhem. <sighs> Things just keep getting more boring. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't know. We have we have a few highlights this week. Some some a some few. changes. A very yeah okay yes the changes I don't I don't know when I say it keeps getting boring I mean the plots. The plots of the episodes. Like, I get it. This show came out from 85 to 87, okay? That was right around the time where Raiders of the Lost Ark mania hit because of that movie coming out. I get it. They want to do treasure hunts here. But it's like, oh my god, does every single friggin' episode have to be a damn treasure hunt? Oh, I know it. I know it. It does get tiring. It, you know, it's after not a that while. I... Yeah, it, well, it's not that I dislike. I mean, I love, I love Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Course, I love, yeah. I love the National Treasure movies. I'm still waiting on the third one. Damn it! Hurry up, Turtle Tob. Um, you know, I'm still waiting on the third one for National. I, I like those movies. I like movies like this. But when an '80s cartoon consistently, you know what? I want. I'm, I'm actually going to call Kevin out if he's if he's listening to this. Optimus Solo. I want you to actually count up out of the 75 episodes of Mask, how many were treasure hunts or search for this or search for that or what? Count those up and let us know because, oh my God, it just seems like there's more and more of those every time we do one of these recordings. Yeah, you can bank on it. I mean, there's going to be at least one. Well. Probably, hmm. probably more like three out of three. <laughs> if we do three episodes, it, it's either a treasure hunt or they're after some device that's supposed to make them millions of dollars or help them take over the world. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you today, uh, two out of the three uh, are treasure hunts. And this is... Oh, God... Two out of the three are treasure hunts, ladies and gentlemen, for today. That's, you know how they usually say two out of three ain't bad? Two out of three is very bad in this case. <laughs> so we're going to get to the first episode after this. When we gave it a scan of the Thunderhawk's computer, it came up gold. Captain Kidd's treasure was never found because it's never been lost. Yeah, the captain melted down his gold and coated it with iron to look like cannonballs. What in thunder for? Well, when I was practicing the breaststroke underground, I went through a lot of tunnels. Some of them are connected to the ocean. The cannonballs can be forced through the tunnels the same way. And you can bet, 
to a pre-planned location on the beach. I got it now. Good. What? It worked. Dad always told me it pays to stick to things. And that gives me an idea on how to nail Venom. We'll call it Operation Stick'em Up. So first up today is episode 45 overall of Mask, The Spectre of Captain Kidd. Mask foils a plot by Venom to get their hands on the lost booty rawr, yar, of the pirate Captain Kidd. Oh. Yep, it's another treasure hunt. Well, at least the location is the Caribbean Islands. And not some foreign Vietnamese jungle. We have seen a lot of jungles in this series. <laughs> that is true. Um, part of my plot thoughts were, what the hell are they going to do with those cannonballs? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. I kept wondering through the episode what the deal was with those cannonballs that they kept shooting. Because it starts off kind of with, again, you have this treasure hunt. You have one part of either a treasure hunt or they're after some device of some sort. And then there's some mystery to it. So there's this mystery of, oh, you know, why are these cannonballs being fired? Uh, must be something to do with Captain Kidd and this treasure. So we, we... It could have been Blackbeard. It could have been Captain James Took. It could have been anybody, honestly. I mean, you know insert pirate name here it could have been johnny depp for all people you know you know what i mean oh my god that would have been awesome if they would have had a johnny depp edward scissorhands pirate look-alike in this episode that would have been so amazing if anyway if mask had inspired the pirates of the caribbean movie uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god uh what did you think of the overall plot you know, we, we as you said, we've seen it before. Um, you know, I just kind of go along with it at this point because we know what to expect. Um, yeah, it didn't do much for me. It was kind of cool being in a different setting. I mean, there was still a bit of a jungle there, but uh, we spent a lot of time there on the coast. We had the, the deal with the cannonballs. We had Captain Kidd's bottomless treasure pit. Um, so that was kind of cool. Too bad Scott didn't fall in, huh, Mike? I know, right? Both of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, it was okay. Yeah, it, it was okay is, is pretty much the, the, the order of the day today. Um, over, I don't know. I, it, no, like, there are plenty. I mean, there were, I don't know how many movies throughout the entire decade of the 80s that had varying plots that weren't just the same movie, you know, you know, thrown into a Xerox machine, copy, rinse, repeat. They, these people, and I honestly think, I don't know how the producers or the directors or the, you know, whoever created the show, I don't know what they were thinking by the 45th episode, but Jesus Christ, I honestly wish that this wasn't um, Deke, that it was Filmation. Because even though He-Man and the Masters of the Universe gets kind of tedious throughout the first, uh, you know, throughout, throughout its two seasons, that has more to like about it, about the episode plots than this does. And that's kind of sad. 
Yeah, I mean, just just for the listeners to know, um, I do follow a lot of the other GCRN podcasts, and Tales of Attorney is one of them. Um, so I have been listening to that podcast, and also watched the episodes that you're going to review, and mm-hmm. and that is exactly true. I mean, they have a great staff of writers, very well known writers who have written in animation, comic books, for, and other media. Years, yeah. Um, and and they do. Even though sometimes the stories can be somewhat redundant or you have some plot threads that are used over and over again, the writers find ways to uh, make the episodes interesting. They, they delve more into some of the characters or they do some very interesting things um, in action scenes and things to help carry the episodes without them becoming so repetitive. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's a transformation scene in every episode and so forth. Well, a lot of the yeah, same but, animation. That, you know, that that part is repetitive. But story wise, yeah, they do get creative. And with this yeah, show, but, yeah, I'm sorry. No, well, with the transformation scene, you, 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 I come to expect that. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a filmation thing. They were they were cutting costs, so yeah, they use a lot of the stock animation over and over again. Um, but yeah, story wise, and then you look at Mask and. It's basically like the the series Bible said, make it a treasure hunt or have Venom going after some device to take over the world. And it, there's no real character development. I mean, even our heroes are just cardboard characters. There's really, there really aren't different sides to their characters, unfortunately. Um, which we talked about this before when you have other shows like He-Man or, or G.I. Joe even, where you do kind of have some of these same tired plots, but... You have very interesting characters at the same time. Yep, it's the characters that make the plots worthwhile. So we are going to turn on the high beams, if there are any. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Today's cooking lesson, puree of gator. All right, shield your eyes. We got the high beams on. I did laugh at the bumbled things line. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, what was the bumbles thing line? Um... God, you remember? No, I, okay. I, oh, I it's it it's either Scott saying T Bob always bumbles things or vice versa. I think it had to do with them and I thought it was kind of funny. Okay. I loved the pepperonis all piled up. That was funny. <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, uh when these call when the computer's calling the mask team members, we get Dusty selected and he's, you know, in the pizza shop slicing up pepperoni and it just starts <laughs> piling up. That was pretty funny. Um, as always, the battle scenes are great. And that's one thing I'll give them. The animation on a lot of the battle scenes are really, really cool. And that was one awesome crash Manta had. I don't think I've seen Manta crash like that before. Yeah. Um, there was some good animation in this one. Um, there's some other episodes. I think the, the third episode we'll talk about today, I think had the best animation out of these, but yeah, it's, it's usually pretty good. Uh, one issue I did have with the battle scenes, since we're talking about it, is mm-hmm. uh, that Scott's using T-Bob to launch a... Well, actually, that's not the, the thing I was going to talk about. Oh, um, you know, every time a missile hits a target in a lot mm-hmm. of the other episodes, it basically destroys the vehicle. Um, and then this time, when Dusty's Jeep gets hit directly with a missile, it goes right through the front grill of the Jeep. It doesn't explode. Yep. 
This is exactly what I was talking about last time, I think. Yeah, you When did. they were firing on Thunderhawk, and they fired a beam right at the car, and it went right through. It basically went through the right side uh, passenger window, cut Matt and Bruce's heads off, and then ended up on the left passenger window. So, yeah. Uh, mm. um, what else did you like about this one? Uh, there were there were some things I, I did like about it. Um, we get a new Venom member, so that was a real highlight. His name mm-hmm. is Sponge Brain. I mean uh, Floyd <laughs> Malloy. <laughs> Miles called him Sponge Brain, so not SpongeBob. Um, so that was kind of cool. But same time, there was just no character development to the guy. I mean, he was just thrown in this episode, mm-hmm. and I. Also, didn't like his vehicle very much. I didn't like that vehicle design. It was just a, a motorcycle that could fly. It's basically the same thing as what Brad has with Condor. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yeah. This con- Condor is a motorcycle that turns into a helicopter. Right, it, it is, but uh, this one was just, it was just kind of bland. I mean, if, if I were to see that, I, I mean, I wouldn't want the toy. It, it wasn't no. appealing at all. Nope, not at all. All right, we're going to turn on the low beams after this. Now I know how a bowling pin feels. All right, turn on the low beams. Honey bomb or ball? Really, Scott? Really? So there's a point where the walls are about to cl- cave in. Why the hell don't you climb, you idiot, Matt? <laughs> He just stands there, hanging around. Like, ah. What did you have? Well, the things I mentioned with uh, the missile hitting Dusty's Jeep, and, and, you know, it doesn't explode right away, so they have time to, you know, knock it out of the front of the grill so that it doesn't blow the Jeep up. Um, so that, that, was, that was something I didn't like in this episode. Um, and then again, this new character, Floyd Malloy, um, yeah, it was cool to see a new character introduced, but they didn't do anything with him. Um, so it was just it was just kind of wasted. It's unfortunate. Um, and then he had this weapon. His weapon was called Buckshot, and it shot mm-hmm. out a bunch of tiny balls. And I don't know if that's just going to be his only power or if that was just, <laughs> you know, good for this episode. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if he returns in a future episode to see if he does anything else. But I'm thinking if we're 45 episodes in at this point, yeah, yeah, we may not see him again. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. Like after a while, I, even though I love Slyrax and I love Vanessa, mm-hmm. I got really bored of Sly, Vanessa, and and Dagger always being the, the the Venom members. At least with at least with Mask, you have enough people where you can switch out. Like it, it had been at least ten episodes of the cartoon since we had seen hondo before he showed up recently um you know and you can always you know trade off dusty and and gloria or dusty and brad or bruce and Mm -hmm. 
Alex, you know, I mean, Mask has more than enough where it's enough of a variety that you're not always seeing the same characters more than one time. But Venom, they have, okay, besides Miles, because he's the leader, they have Vanessa, Rax, and Dagger. That's it. Right. And and they use them almost every episode. I mean, it's rare yeah. that we don't see all four of them, if not at least three of them, whereas they seem to do a better job. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, they seem to do a better job with the mask members where it made us be Matt, Scott, and T-Bob, and then one other mask member, but I guess looking at another way, you would say, okay, well, you have Matt, T-Bob, and Scott, so there's three characters, and if you just throw in one or two other mask members, then it kind of evens out. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's actually, yeah, it actually is more effective with Mask because you don't see the same recurring characters every week. Yep. And I really don't count Scott and T Bob. I mean, they're right. They're separate from the actual Mask team. Um, but you know, when they're fighting, when they're going up against Venom, you might have an episode where it's Hondo, Matt, and then Bruce and Alex in Rhino, or. You may have one where it's Matt and and Dusty and uh, and oh crap, bra, Brad. You know, you, mm-hmm. the, there's so many interchangeable things. Uh, you know, whereas Venom, there's three other people outside of Miles. So to this point, and obviously we get this new guy. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. What did you uh, What did you rate uh, T Sock? <laughs> Uh, I rated this one uh, three masks because uh, I, I probably rated it a little bit too high. It probably doesn't deserve a three. But watching the episode, I actually I didn't hate it. It didn't have a ton of puns in it like some of them do. Um, mm-hmm. There were some, some good action moments. Matt gets washed down a, a drain, and we think he's going to drown. <laughs> um, I mean, so you just wonder how he's going to get out of that. We know he's going to, but um, there, there were some good moments. I did like the introduction of the new character. But again, they didn't do much with him. I, did they even really? I wonder if they mentioned his name or if I just went and looked it up. I know one. Of, there was some character that I, I had to go look up because I didn't catch the name during the episode. But I can't remember if this was the one or not. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna give it two out of five masks. Uh, I, I. I know Optimus Solo calls me out on this on Tales of Eternia a lot, but if one certain thing consistently happens, I will automatically take points off of my rating because of it. And honestly, it basically why it gets two out of five masks, it immediately got three masks taken off because it's another fucking treasure hunt <laughs> episode. Um, <laughs> as far as the PSA goes, broken glass, good message, but... Robot tanning lotion, what a dumb idea. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or how about for PSA, don't tan, use sunblock. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. There is that. So, so that's, we what, are... that's what they would do today anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the next episode. The stone is the key to the power. We're taking it with us. Rax Tiger, get down there. I don't know. Looks a little slippery. Yeah! I always figured them for a couple of slippery characters. Quick, call Dad. We gotta stop him. I say, Matt, Scott and T-Bob aren't here. What? 
Where on earth have they gone? We better spread out and search. Hey, Mayhem! This thing is stuck on here with super glue or something. No alibis, just work. We've got to get out of here before morning, or we'll be stuck for another day. What's going on? The clouds block the moon. The stone has power only when the moonlight is strong upon it. Come on, they must have gone down there. All right, up next is episode 46, The Secret of the Stones. Venom steals a strange stone that makes objects weightless. Okay. Um, why not just go to the moon? Uh, well, who are the... Who are the team members this time around? <laughs> uh, for Mask, we have Hondo and Alex. Uh, they join Matt and the rest of the crew, um, which would be Scott and T-Bob. And then uh, for Venom, we have Rax, Vanessa, Dagger, and Miles, basically just the usual. So they, they couldn't... They introduced this new character last episode. They couldn't even bring him over into this one, really. I know. I, I wonder why they they didn't do that more often, or or you know trade out some of these members. I mean, why why not just focus on maybe just a couple this time? Have maybe Rax and Vanessa only. Don't even have Miles in there, or or have Miles and Vanessa and Dagger. I mean, just team them up in different ways so that we can see different parts of their personalities. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. Um, so. They go after a, a stone that makes things weightless. Yeah. Why? This, <laughs> this is almost worse than the treasure hunt plots. Like, well, was the well? Actually, let's see. What was the objective here? Um, I don't. I don't think they mentioned it um, because I was thinking that it has something to do with lifting up Fort Knox, but that's actually a different episode. Yeah, that's a different episode altogether. Um, uh, Actually, you know what? No, it was this one. Was it? Yeah, they wanted to lift Fort Knox off its foundation. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, yeah, that's... Um, uh, I, I gave them points for creativity, but that is just silly. Yes, yes it is. First of all, Fort Knox is full of gold, so it's going to be really heavy, which obviously is why they need to have the this anti-gravity yeah. device. Yeah. Yeah. And second of all, Fort Knox is full of guards. They would, and, and third of all, for someone who actually lives in Kentucky and knows a little bit about it, because I actually took a field trip to Fort Knox at one point, I'm pretty sure they monitor the airspace around Fort Knox. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to fly Switchblade in, like, right over the gold depository and use this device at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, uh, so, alright, let's get to the high beams. See? They're right up ahead. It is as I told you. Newsflash, uh, that's not your dad. So we are turning on the high beams for the secret of the stones. You know, 
if you change that last word, we would have a masked version of He-Man and She-Ra's origin. <laughs> the secret of the sword. Yep. <laughs> uh, I did like several things in this one. I did have a few notes. Um, monkey attack. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. He climbs inside. Uh, he climbs inside of Rhino, and it turns around, and locks the door. That was yep. just creepy. Yeah, it was. Um, Frisbee thrown at Jackhammer and Rax's vehicle. Instant destruction. Next episode, it's back to normal. I bet. But I, I just found it really funny that they did a, a Frisbee throw and then Jackhammer gets destroyed. Um, that'll teach Venom to catch a falling star. Oh, God. <laughs> All I can think of is that old 80s song. Um, oh, jeez. Now I can't even think of it. What? Uh, what did you like about this one? Well, I thought that uh, using the power of the stones as the premise for the Mayans being able to erect these large structures, uh, being able to lift the heavy objects, I thought that was a nice touch that they added into the plot. Um, it was kind of cool seeing Matt lift Rhino with one hand. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of funny. Yeah, they, they use this power in different ways. I thought they came up with some clever ways to use it uh, during the episode. Um, like, they were able to use the power of the stones to crush some of the vehicles um, so that Venom couldn't get away in them. So they crushed a couple of the vehicles, as I recall. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I, th I thought they did well here was the use of Vanessa's mask powers, Whiplash. Um, Whip. Yeah. yeah, because uh, using her power, she was able to help Dagger lift the stone up. Yeah, that was one of my other notes. Was Whip on now? Wow, Vanessa's mask is actually useful. Yeah, so it's it's great to see that they actually, you know, make note of the powers that those masks have, and they use them in creative ways that are you know that makes sense in the episode. Um. And then speaking of cool powers, I thought the use of the stilettos by Rax was really good in this episode. Um, he had smoke in the darts, mm -hmm. and that that was uh, was a creative way to to use that weapon during the episode as well. Absolutely, and that final note that I had made that'll teach Venom to catch a falling star. As soon as I wrote that down, and as soon as I said it here, the first thing I thought of was uh, 1988's a song entitled how to catch uh, wait no it's how to uh, damn it <laughs> waiting for a star to fall 1988 by boy meets girl <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be in this podcast somewhere uh any other high beams for you sir uh i also did kind of like that the power of the stones didn't extend beyond the city boundaries mm -hmm. and that's what ultimately leads uh mask to win the episode Yes. Uh, because the stones become too heavy for Venom to carry anymore. When did this episode come out? This episode came out, Secret of the Stones. Probably around 85. Oh, yeah, December 2nd of 85. Damn. Because as soon as you said that about being confined to the city, the first thing I think of is, Elsa, the knight told us not to remove it past the seal. <laughs> the... What's the reference? I don't the the ending to uh, Last Crusade, when Elsa removes the the 
the Holy Grail past the seal and the and the the whole tar, uh, in, in Indiana Jones yeah, the yeah. Whole thing comes tumbling down. Okay, yeah, it's I have seen that one but it's, it's been a few since I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first thing I thought of when you mentioned it. I was like, Elsa, don't move it past the seal. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to low beams in a moment. Good heavens, the energy force is active again. I wish someone would give us a timetable. All right, for the low beams, what do you got? I only have one this time. Um, I, I know I'm kind of starting to give these episodes some credit, or actually maybe I have been all along, um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm I'm not rating them as low as I was when Kevin was doing the show because I was still watching the episodes and I was going on the blog and posting my ratings. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I agreed that uh, they were pretty bad. I'd often rank them fairly low, like a lot of twos. Um, but, you know, I'm taking it for what it is and I'm just trying to enjoy it. And this one, I only had one low beam. And, and that was kind of going back to something that you said in a previous episode, how they try to make T-Bob more human-like than he should be when he's a robot. Mm -hmm. So T-Bob doesn't need to read. He doesn't need to be reading. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Books. He's not Johnny Five. <laughs> I so. Yes. T-Bob disassemble. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that they do with T-Bob that he should not be doing. Um, if he was going to read a bedtime story to Scott, which Scott is too old at this point, I think, um, that would be something different. But for T-Bob to be reading to gain knowledge, yeah, he's a friggin' computer ro computerized robot that gets programmed. Uh, anyway, uh, for me, Venom going after another power that they can't control. Yay. Um, good heavens, it looks as if Venom has finally won. Um, they have won in past plots because Mask would just let them get away. We've seen this happen. Yes, there have been past episodes where Venom's plot got foiled, but they still got away. So in, 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 a, in, a, in essence, they did win a lot of times, even though they didn't get what they were after. Right. Because getting away with something is still winning. Yeah, they, they often, well, they practically almost always get away except for a few occasions. Like, we know that they were left in a snake pit or something at one point. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, they even if Mask has a chance to stop them, they'll mm -hmm. just be like, oh, well, you know, Matt will say, time, you know, we'll get them next time. What? Yeah. You have that, a chance to stop them right now. And I know Matt isn't a fully deputized agent of the law. Like, he's not a policeman. He's not an FBI agent. See, this is the thing that really pisses me off about this cartoon is you've got these two supposedly super... Okay, Venom technically is a terrorist organization. Mask is supposedly this highly trained, uh, you know, mission force, uh, mobile that, armored strike command that do doesn't really have... Yes... Technically, they are the IMF, the very, very dim-witted IMF. 
Um, what what I don't get about this is okay. We know um, with Transformers, the Autobots and Decepticons, there's they're giant robots from a different planet. When they're on Earth, they have the Decepticons can't go to jail. I mean, unless you're just going to have Megatron transform and have his gun sit in a jail cell, the Decepticons can't go to jail. So the Autobots really are the, I guess, law enforcement for Cybertron. It has no effect on Earth's police force or government. Right. This, however, this show, Matt should be calling the police every single friggin' time they catch Venom. Right. I wonder. I, I wonder what the thought was behind that. Like, you know, what is this special team mask that they yeah. have the authority to travel around the globe and battle this terrorist organization? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's a kids' action cartoon, so they don't really have to explain it. But I just wonder if they. If they question that when they develop the series and, and, you know, I mean, just thinking through it logically, how that would fit in to a real world situation, perhaps. I mean, you know, what, what are what what is mask? You know, yeah. how, how what what sort of branch of the armed forces or international police or, or something? You know, what where would they fall in that? Exactly. Uh, and the PSA had to do something with tripping over toys. Uh, what? But it was kind of funny, I have to admit, because uh, Scott gets on the T-Bob, and then T-Bob's like, well, you know, I'm getting chastised for leaving out one little toy. And then he takes another step, and he slips on a roller skate and falls down the stairs. So I thought it provided a humorous moment. And it's a good message, too. It well, it is you know pick up your toys, kids, to make sure nobody you know. Kevin, I thought I told you to pick up these micro machines. Your grandparents are gonna slip and fall all over them. Even though this cartoon <laughs> happened like five years before that in Home Alone, but anyway, uh, for ratings, what are you gonna give this one? Overall, I enjoyed it. So, again, it's kind of middle of the road. So I'm gonna give it three masks. Uh huh. Um. For me, it's... Come on, Mike. It's not a Treasure Hunt episode. uh, It's not a Treasure Hunt episode. You're right. So it saves it from being a zero and a one. Um, (laughs) I did like the monkey attack thing. um, But honestly, there's just... oh, Oh, that was the other thing. I forgot one of my other notes. So wait a minute, they're just going to leave the wrecked Switchblade there? They left Switchblade destroyed at that site. And I guarantee you by the next episode he'll have it again. No explanation whatsoever. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I gotta give it another two. I, I just, these episodes are... Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoyed parts of it. The parts that just annoy me to all hell and make me question the... Uh, intelligence and the competency of these writers are is just beyond anything I can comprehend. Um, yeah, so... it's 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 more deserving of a two. I I agree, um, <laughs> but I'm just kind of going back to what I was saying there earlier. Looking at it in the context of what this series is, um, 
for this series, I would say it's middle of the road. So that's why I'm saying a three. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. I had to look at it in comparison to a lot of other cartoons, yeah, I, I would say it's deserving of a two or, or maybe not even that. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the last episode of the day after this. A sure thing, Mr. Mayhem. Anything you say, you always know what's right. That's because you fools do everything wrong. Yeah, you're right about that, too. Pick it up, Dagger, will you? You tell me what to do again, and I'll sew your lips together. And I want double time from you three. But we need a rest. Shut up and stitch, if you want to see your families again. This work is breaking my back! Can't we just blast our way in? No, you moron. I won't run the danger of destroying the very thing we're after. But it was probably destroyed years ago. Centuries, Dagger. If this information is accurate, it was buried under ice and snow before the lava flow covered it. No one has ever looked for it because the fools thought it was destroyed. Fools like you! Now hurry! You're wasting more time with your stupid questions. All right, last up today is episode 47, season one of Mask, The Lost Fleet. The air date was December 3rd, 1985. Mask tries to stop Venom, who goes to a tropical island in search of a legendary golden fleet. If my headphones would stay on my head, ladies and gentlemen, I would so lean over and basically wrap my head against my desk so you could hear... A true head desk, because this is getting ridiculous. Well, yeah, but there... Come on, Mike. I mean, there was a lot to like about this episode. There were things to like. uh, Just because episodes have moments that I like doesn't mean (laughs) that overall the plot is good. It's not. (laughs) Um... yeah, I, I'm just giving you a hard time, but uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I actually do think this one was pretty good, but yeah, that it's the same old thing. You know, we're gonna go hunting after a treasure again, unfortunately, but that's par for the course now. We we know what to expect, pretty much, yeah. Um, and it just is too damn much. So so, how do you like being in the land of the Vikings? It's interesting. It's fun. It's a little dangerous, but it's it's you know, um, it's better than you know random jungle here. You know, honestly, they keep saying they're in all these jungles, and and certain times we run into people that would be native to these areas, and that's all well and good. But I honestly think half the time when they're just in a nondescript jungle without actually meeting anybody, it's just the woods on the. Uh, on Matt Tracker's property. Honestly, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly think they just go into the woods, they put on their masks, and they LARP. That's all they do is 1980s LARPing. <sighs> Matt has this giant mansion with, you know, who knows how many thousands of acres, and they just wander around back there and have these yeah. misadventures. 
pretty much, yeah. And they think they're in, in exotic places. Oh, God. Matt's entire property is a version of the X-Men Danger Room. That's all it is. <laughs> they put on an illusion the entire time. Oh, God. Um, the plot here is... It's subpar at best. It's standard. It's honestly not worth my time. <laughs> I really hate to say that, but as we go through the... I mean, we are 47 episodes into a 75-episode series. I know people have said that the season two, the racing season, which is the last 10 episodes, is bad. It can't be as bad as every single one of these Treasure Hunt episodes. Oh, Mike, don't say that. If, it can't be as bad. If it gets as... any worse, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> We've already lost our audience. Yeah. Um, and I do want to take this time, as we're talking about this final episode uh, today, to let everybody know, just because we are pointing out bad things about this cartoon does not mean we don't still or didn't still enjoy the toy line. Because we've said it many times in this in this podcast over the 19 episodes that it's had to this point. The toy line was phenomenal. It was amazing. So don't let our um, opinions and thoughts on the cartoon itself uh, sway you from enjoying a really awesome 80s toy line. There's things that... There are certain things that fail and certain things that succeed. And when you have a franchise like this, sometimes the cartoon succeeds and the toys fail and vice versa. Uh, this is obviously the vice versa. <laughs> right. I, I really, like, if we get to the end of this in episode 30 of the podcast and Kevin has us do, like, top lists of any kind, I'm going to be hard-pressed to make a top list of episodes that I really loved. Like, it might be three out of 75, honestly. Um, I I don't know what the hell Kevin and I were thinking doing this podcast, even. <laughs> it's like, ah. It's like, okay, we're 80s kids. We can do it. Um, any other thoughts on the plot now that I've basically derailed the entire section here? Um, there's, there's not much as far as plot and, and moving the story that I recall. There were a few things I... I uh thought were kind of cool you know seeing the mask carrier again mm -hmm. um of course you know this episode we have uh the uh the earthquake that basically tries to swallow somebody whole and that always scared me as a kid yeah you know i thought earthquakes did that for a while i was like oh my gosh you know the earth is going to open up and swallow you that's just terrible what a terrible way to go um scott says a joker line did you catch that? He says something like, I have always had a flair for the dramatic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was in it's there. Much, it's much better coming out of Mark Hamill's mouth or Cesar Romero's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get to the high beams after this. Oh, boy. Now the action begins. Right, Dad? Sorry, Scott. It's too dangerous for you and T-Bob. You'll be safe at the Lindquist house. Level one emergency. Select best agents for mission in Iceland. Jacques Leffler, volcano band pilot. Expertise lies in harsh terrain rescue operation. Ah! 
selected. Selection approved. Assemble mobile armored strike command. All right, for the high beams, it's a new mask member, Jacques Cousteau. Something I I didn't catch his last name. Yeah, it's uh, Lafleur. Jacques Lafleur. Yeah, I actually went to uh, behindthevoiceactors.com. dot com. Yes. Uh, nod to Kevin and his crew for keeping that site up to date for us. But uh, yeah, I went there to to catch it because I didn't really quite catch it during the episode either. Yeah, Jacques Lafleur. All I can think of is. Um, I wonder how well he plays dodgeball. <laughs> uh, so the teams both have new masks and costumes. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really do like that. Um, I did I too. That's, I think that's something that they need to do more often. Um, while Matt's traditional spectrum is the the overall mask that is the the logo of the series and everything else. I prefer the mask he uses in Rhino, the alternate one. Um, I do too. When he's, when he's driving Rhino, um, they're both uh, very cool. But yeah, man, that one he uses in Rhino, I just think that one's awesome. I like the colors. Yeah. I like the mask design. Um, I think the entire internet and the entire world is gonna break with my next high beam. Uh oh. Because uh, in in eighteen episodes of this show, I have never ever sympathized with this character but i can really sympathize with scott strange food is ew nasty i am <laughs> i am so not a food experimenter when it i am one of those types of guys that okay hot dogs sure hamburgers sure spaghetti sure meatloaf sure uh you know fried chicken sure great pizza okay Anything that's outside of my comfort zone or anything that looks really weird to me, I will. I am not a trier at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that as well. Um, and I did like the line, uh, <laughs> I believe it was Scott that says it, I'd take another earthquake over her cooking any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were uh, quite a few things to like about this one. We have the new mask member and... Don't we have a new uh, a Venom member as well in this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Nash Gory, yeah. Um, so that was really cool. I mean, it's nice that they throw them in here. I kind of hate it that they put two in one episode when we have so many other episodes with the normal cast members, the regular cast mm -hmm. members in there. Um, but the Volcano van was awesome, wasn't it? Jacques' vehicle, uh, the new Mask member. I thought that was such a cool vehicle. It's a cool vehicle, but under my low beams, worst vehicle name ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Volcano Van. That well, the, the power is great. The name for the thing is just like, no. Yeah, they could have uh, given it a better name. I, I grant you that. But uh, if I, I mean, seeing this episode, that's a toy I would have definitely wanted to put on my list. Um, oh, oh absolutely. Awesome looking. And I, I don't know if they made that toy or not. I'll have to go, you know, at some point I'm going to have to go online and see what toys were produced for the series um, and just check those out. Maybe even go on eBay and see what they're going for. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they made this one. It, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it looked very cool. And the other thing but, I'd like too was um, Jacques' mask. 
It almost looked like a, a red Batman mask, or it basically looked like kind of like a bat. It had these ears sticking mm-hmm. up. Um, I thought that was a cool design. It also, it was kind of like uh, it almost looked like Matt's mask when he's in Rhino, but it had mm-hmm. different ears and and had like the the snout on it. So I thought it was a pretty cool design. Um, you, and also, uh, Miles had a different mask in this episode. He had a different uh, uniform as well. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. Um, and then uh, Bruce using telephone poles to get Scott and T-Bob out of the crevice. I thought that was a pretty creative solution. <laughs> and in my opinion, this was also the best animated episode of the week. Yeah, it, it looked really, really cool. Yeah, and and that's probably partly because of what you said um, earlier, that there were a lot of action scenes in this. There were there were a lot yeah. of action scenes with. The... the one from Venom. Right. Action, right. and yeah. actually, that's really what carried this episode. I mean, I think kind of the plot was secondary to all the action going on. Yeah, it really was, and that's that's a good thing. Honestly, when you can you know have a lot of action and basically cover up the entire plot of the episode, that's good. <laughs> All right, we're gonna head the low beams for the last time today. In a moment. Yeah, maybe it's horn on the cob. All right, for the low beams, um, I already mentioned the fact that the volcano, the, the the volcano van is the worst name ever. The vehicle is cool as all hell. Don't get me wrong; I love the vehicle itself, but um, worst name ever. Um, I did find that uh, um, uh, volcano was uh, monster truck van which attacked. Which turns into an attack station. Uh, Cobile and his mask is Mirage, which creates a visibility screen. Um, so there, I think there was uh, members in their vehicles. Let's see, this was uh, volcano, volcano. This must have been. I'm trying to see here. Um, Volcano was that's in blue, so I believe that was series two of the toys. Um, mm, okay. Uh, so series two done in 1986. Uh, let's see. Uh, they fell into a quake crevice and can't get out. Seeing Scott and T Bob pushing against the rocks reminds me of the garbage shoot scene in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, the accents in this episode were really getting on my last damn nerve. Oh, that one guy in particular, <laughs> it was so yeah, bad. It was so bad. Uh, what did you have for low beams? Um, using a giant balloon to lift the city. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a stretch. Um, you know, points that for would, creativity, though. Yeah, points for creativity, but that would never work. No. <laughs> Never, 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 never. What else? Um, and just that it's another treasure hunt episode. Yeah. I, I don't even need to, to throw that in, really. No, not really. 
Like, I'm not expecting, like, very deep storytelling here, but the essentials, like we've said in throughout this entire episode of the podcast, do some actual character development. Actually have the new Venom member in the very next episode from when you introduced him. Actually do something instead of just using generic plot devices and generic plots in general. Uh, for me, this one gets a two overall. Uh, it... What about you? Well, this one I liked more than the others this week, and because there was so much thrown in when we get, you know, we got uh, a new Venom member, a new Mask member. He had the new, the new Mask uh, uniform for Miles and so forth, uh, and just all the action that helped carry this one, even though there wasn't really uh, a, a strong plot. Uh, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it four masks. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. The only reason why I'm giving it two is because of it's. Yes, I love the action. Yes, I love the new masks and the new outfits. Um, it, it's nice to see that that Miles Mayhem finally did some laundry and got a new outfit. <laughs> um, but overall, my low beams really outweigh all of that because. Okay, uh, it just, I don't know, it, there's just way too much wrong with this cartoon series. Yeah, I, I'm just and, looking at it as, uh, you know, this is one I might return to just because there were some, there were so many new things, and it wasn't a boring episode. I mean, it, again, it didn't have uh, a great plot as, as far as story uh, development or character development, right. but... You know, I did like the addition of the of the van and the vehicles. Um, you know, if I watch it again, I may have a lower opinion of it. But having seen it the first time through, knowing what we've seen in the past, um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel comfortable giving it a four. I mean, I think it's a little above average. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, the. Uh... The, the PSA was um, all about ladders, and I know they've used this one before. I remember seeing this PSA before in this series. Okay, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, so, But I, th- I thought it was funny that uh, Scott's telling T-Bob he has to hold the ladder and all this about ladder safety, and then Scott jumps from the fourth step and slips in the mud. Yeah, um... That's a PSA for or, another day, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Um, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, some final thoughts on the series overall, I guess. Uh, and we'll close out the show after this. I guess that'll teach Venom to try to catch a falling star. <laughs> Hey, 
Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Looks like you really bumble things. They in more ways than one. All right, we are back. And my overall thoughts for this series so far, they need to have worked on so many things. Character development, giving us interesting... I don't know, maybe it's just I'm so... I've seen so many mysteries since this show has come out that I'm... Is it just me, Tim? Or is it just me that's bitching and complaining about these damn treasure hunt episodes? It can't be just me because it's like that's all they use. Yeah. I I don't know. No. What are your? Oh, go ahead. No, it's it's not you. It's it's uh. It's it's getting old that they use the same plots. I mean, it's it's unfortunate because I think they could have done so much more with the series and the characters. Um, and you would you wouldn't even have to come up with incredibly creative plots if you wanted to just develop the characters more. Um, I mean, the action is what people are going to tune in for anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the kids want to see Thunderhawk. They want to see Rhino. Um, they want to see Splishblade, and 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 they want to see those cool masks and the powers. So you just find interesting ways to weave those into storylines and you've got a hit um you know i like the animation in masks uh for the most part i think uh animation looks good so i've been enjoying these last few episodes i have to admit that i've enjoyed um the last several episodes more than i did early on in the series when it was just like, oh my goodness, I, I don't know if I can stand to watch this show any longer. <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys took a hiatus. I was like, oh, I, I needed a break. <laughs> but uh, but I, I've, I've been enjoying them. It's not great by any stretch. Um, I'm probably not going to return to this DVD set very often if i mean i'm sure i'll probably pop one in every now and then be like oh okay well is it as bad as i thought it was yeah it was (laughs) uh let me watch something else but um like i said i i do like the designs for the characters and vehicles and and the animation overall um it's just that the stories are just lacking in the series yeah they, they they very much are all right Thank you for joining us here on Mass Mayhem. There are some ways to get in contact with us. Leave feedback for the show. <clears throat> Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, which is all brand new, all streamlined, all new and awesome. Check all the stuff out. Um, hit the random button every now and then just to see what you get. 
because uh, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, you can also comment on all this post and all the other episode posts. You can send email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the shows and feedback at iTunes as well. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter at geekcastradio. Is the, sh- is the network Twitter minus TFG and Mike? What is your Twitter? Tune Master Tim. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradionetwork. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name, 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mass Mayhem and wish you'll join us next time when we'll be covering three more episodes from Mask Season 1, those being Quest of the Canyon, oh lord, (laughs) Follow the Rainbow, Where's Dorothy and Toto when you really need them? And the Everglades oddity. Okay, so just based on those titles, the only one that should be a treasure hunt is Quest of the Canyon. Or maybe even Fall of the Rainbow if there's going to be a pot of gold at the bottom of it. Oh my goodness, I hope that's not the plot. (laughs) (laughs) I am so putting a Lucky Charms ad at the end of this podcast. (laughs) For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Tune Master Tim. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.